Thank you for downloading this podcast from Abrupt Audio. You can find more episodes of this and many other podcasts at abruptaudio.com. Subscribe today to get the next episode automatically. If you, like me and Martin, have watched the Back to the Future films, only hoping that one day you'd be able to own something from the second film, something from the future, something from actually technically now, well, you know, the future is now, and the lacing trainers from Back to the Future is a thing. Stay tuned for more details. Roll it. Oh, that was a pretty good intro. I'm pretty, pretty pleased with that. <laughs> You're listening to the Pixel Podcast. Hello, yes, welcome back to Pixel Podcast. Martin, how are you? I'm brilliant. How are you today, Ben? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty excited because, you know, there is now an actual chance that I too could own um, the self-lacing trainers as seen in Back to the Future 2, one of my favourite films of all time. Martin... It's a very small chance, though, we should say, Ben. It is a very small chance. We'll get into that in a little bit, but, you know, let's, let's not ruin the excitement for the moment. Um, the point is, is that um, Nike have actually since apparently since near the film been working on um, these trainers. They've been, uh, you know, a project that's been worked on for a very, very long time, and now um, they are a thing. The lacing trainers, and um, they're called the Nike Mags. They're designed exactly like the ones in the film. If you can imagine the ones in the film, they're very, very accurate, aren't they, Martin? They are uncanny, Ben. It is so bizarre looking at them and thinking this is a reality that could actually happen. I'm I'm very impressed with what Nike has done to them. Very, very impressed at all. So um, if you haven't seen the film, basically the way they work is um, you charge them up. So they have a battery pack in them. Uh, they've cleverly managed to fit all the motors in the sole, all, all the electronics that work it are all in the sole of the shoe. Um, so they've managed to fit all that tech in there so it doesn't make the shoe uncomfortable. You know, you don't really feel, um, you know, the, the, the whole um, um, sole anyway, so that's fine. And um, the whole point is you can put your foot in there. Obviously, you have to get a shoe size that fits you. Basically, the shoes fit two um, sizes. So, be, for instance, I don't know that this is the exact scaling, but, you know, 10, then there's 12, then there's 14 if that makes any sense so um because basically the whole point is you put your foot in them you press the button on the um on the lip on the top and it will automatically tighten the shoes up to fit your feet perfectly of course you can adjust them with the buttons and things like that and there's another button for the lights yes uh, there are lights on the bottom uh, the nike logo on the top thing lights up exactly like the film it is super exciting and they look super cool and i want to own them right now I hide photos on my computer of me petting animals at the zoo in a file named Fireworks and Vacuums so my dog won't find them. You're listening to the Pixel Podcast. So basically the way it's going to work is no, they're not going to be available in the stores as much as that saddens me. But also, uh, of course, I can't be too sad because what they're going to do is they are available um, in form of a raffle. Uh, which costs about £10 to enter, but the 100% of the proceeds go to the Michael J. Fox Foundation, of course. Um, anyone who um, knows Michael J. Fox, knows the films, etc., etc., knows that Michael J. Fox, unfortunately, has got Parkinson's. Um, so it is his Parkinson's charity, which is a very, very important charity and does some incredible work. And uh, I think, you know, I think they've took a take on something that um, gets a lot of media attention, and actually they could have been selfish with Nike, could have been incredibly selfish with them, made a... Sh- a crap ton of money 
almost swore didn't didn't actually um could have made a crap ton of money on the on the sale of them because they would sell incredibly well but instead they've turned the excitement into the the, the good um of raising money for charity I don't know whether that was up to their own, you know, I don't want to, like, assume that, you know, Nike um, didn't just do out of the goodness of their own hearts, but I wonder whether, because obviously, you know, Universal and et cetera, et cetera, you know, uh, own the rights to them technically, I guess, that maybe that, uh, you know, there was an agreement with them that they were allowed to make them only if the thing went to charity. I don't know. But, uh, you know, Martin, um, what's your thoughts? Um... Like it, like you said, I think it's the some strings behind. But let's just assume Nike did it. But definitely entered this draw to get them. But uh, Ben and I were saying, if you had them, like a shelf, them staring at me going, when are you going to wear me, Martin? I'd be like, maybe one day. Yeah, it's the sort of thing, like, I just couldn't see myself actually wearing them because I'd be worried I'd like, break them or whatever, whatever. And um, there'd be sort of something on the shelf, you'd have guests over, and they'd be like, oh my god, that's a shoe the future. They'd be like, yeah, he'd be like, oh, do you want to try them on? They'd be like, yeah, and they'll try them on, and then they go back on the shelf. That's kind of how it would work. Yeah. Because I'd just be too scared of, of breaking them. Now, there is some positive news. The technology is being used for, um, for you know, another shoe that Nike are making uh, called the Hyperadapt Trainers. They're nowhere near looking as cool, but I am, it's the only Nike trainers I've ever looked at and actually generally thought about buying them wow really i'm completely the opposite mate so they are actually allowing some public people to try the nike mags um in certain locations for instance if you are in london which i am so i may try and go down if i can so um alternatively you can enter an auction for these shoes um the next one is in new york on november 12th just in case you're interested however the one in hong kong the shoes sold for a hundred thousand dollars just process that for a second, $100,000. Wow, shoes. that's mad. Yeah. But if you want to read more information about these and uh, have a look, and uh, if you haven't seen them yet, definitely do so. We'll try and get a link on the Abrupt Audio website underneath the podcast episode, so take a look there for further information. So that brings the end of this episode all about the Nike mags. Martin, it's been great. It's been great chatting, chatting about them. Hopefully one day we can try them on. Maybe one day we'll both own a pair and have a hoverboard as well. But until then... I've been Martin. And I've been Ben. Outro guy, take it away. Pixel Podcast is brought to you by Abrupt Audio. For more information on this and other podcasts, visit abruptaudio.com. Don't forget, you can listen to us on the go on iTunes, Stitcher or Spotify. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to drop us some feedback via iTunes. And with that, we thank you for listening and we'll see you on the next episode. Adios, amigos. Lacing up the boots. Going back to our roots. Yeah. Sorry. I have. That's fine. I am. <laughs>